You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports. This is the Sports on Tap Seattle Podcast. Cheers to Seattle, y'all. Well, 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 a tough loss, but we still got out our vodka sodas, sat on the couch, and did a post-game Seahawks couch talk. Now, I just want to say thanks for tuning in to the Sports on Tap Seattle podcast. You're listening to Sammy Georgeur and my big brother who will be in the episode, George Georgeur, and you can find us everywhere at Sant Seattle, that's S-O-N-T Seattle. Um, on all platforms, and look up the Sports on Tap Seattle podcast on anywhere you listen to your podcast. Um, and uh, let's just keep rocking and rolling. And it's brought to you by the Sports on Tap, and you can find that at thesportsontap.com. Let's get back to next week and let's win another one um, because this was kind of a tough one for us. Hence the vodka sodas cracking for overtime. So keep your head up. I have some optimism to start the podcast, so let's try to rock and roll with the optimism. And uh, thank you all for listening. It means the world to us. Just please like and subscribe. Tell a friend. um, Leave a review. Do whatever you can. And as always, cheers to Seattle. So, the Seahawks. Awkward shit. Awkward, embarrassing um, and quite uh, shitty. That's a, that's a good way to start. Awkward and shitty. And I um, first home opening loss since 2009. That's not good. Nope, that's not a good stat. Uh, the largest lead ever given up at halftime in the Pete Carroll era. Not good. That's not good. Um, yeah. Oh, and we're in last place in the NFC West. Yeah, so I guess... To keep it simple here on Couch Talk, as you guys all know, after the game, we like to do a quick Couch Talk, and uh, I think we know some of the main topics here. There's going to be this blown lead um, in the NFC West, and, and probably Derrick Henry. And I'm going to shine some light on some optimism uh, to start the podcast, George, because I just... I'm. This, I don't want to be the typical, like, one-loss panic mode, right? Oh, of course not. So, I mean, the, the obvious optimism, that's the thing. It's a kind of obvious optimism. The obvious optimism is we're not going to face Derrick Henry every week. Let's start with that because what did he have, 175? Uh, total 217 yards. I, I, I don't know how much of that's rushing and three touchdowns. Yeah, and we're not going to see that every – I mean – Look at the difference between playing Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry. We yeah. contained Jonathan Taylor pretty well. Um, and this is with their best offensive lineman out today. Yeah, which is kind of scary because they pushed us around, man. I mean, it did not look like we could get you know, any push on the ball on the run, run defense. And, and this was a Derrick Henry game. And look, you're right. We're not going to play Derrick Henry every week. We're actually never going to play Derrick Henry again unless somehow both of these teams make the Super Bowl. So... You know, Which, thank God, we don't have to see him again. Yeah, well, you know what? If we have to see him again, no, thank God. Because that means we're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, no, so, I said thank God we don't have to see oh, him again. Oh, thank God we don't have to see him again, yeah. And, um, man, I mean, he's, a, he's one big motherfucker. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm with you on the optimism. We play Derrick Henry, who's probably the best running back in the NFL. So, yeah, do we, is it excusable? No. But, we, uh, but is it 
I guess, in a weird way, like, you understand, yes. But you know what I don't understand, Sammy? Hmm. Over 100 penalty yards. Um, well, let's get to that, but you didn't let me finish my optimism. Okay. You just went in on Derrick Henry. All right, I was saying something about finishing my optimism before we got a uh, ring on the phone for a delivery. But I was saying that, number one, just there's the Derrick Henry like optimism. While it did cause me to make a vodka soda because of the frustration it caused to see it happen to us, <laughs> the optimism is the fact that it's not going to happen again, having to see him, like you said, unless it's the Super Bowl. Number two is... And once again, another one that could be an optimism thing for me, but it could also be the make or break of us, which I just got a response on Twitter to what I said, which was, well, I understand the optimism, but the problem is I don't think we can win a lot of games against NFC West. And but, but my biggest point was we do play – our division is going to be what makes or breaks us because this division is so damn good. We're going to have to win those games against division rivals more than anything. Now, the problem is, when you see what happened in the second half today, and as you were mentioning, the penalties and things like that, a lot of people don't maybe have the same optimism about playing those division rivals. Well, my thing is, like, man, you see this division, and the 49ers won a close game. Uh, I can't, you know, really late, late and tight close game. Two. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just talking about this week. Yeah, no, but both uh, of them. Both they, of them, yeah. They closed them out. The Cardinals, they played a close, tight game and won. The... Um, the Rams, they played a close tight game and won. Uh, we played a close tight game, and at the end, like I know the defense didn't show up, but where was our offense in the second half? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty glaring on both ends, yeah. Because yeah. uh, you look at, uh, I tweeted something out right after the game that was a picture of Pete Carroll fist, like with his fist up going to the locker rooms. We're up 24 to 9. Yeah. We lost 30 to 33. So we not only gave up 24 points, you only only put up six points. And that's an offense that last week looked electric. And for a big part of this early game, was really electric. And like you said, you can't you can't go a second half, you're going to be a Super Bowl team and put up six points. Two right, field. right. You can't. Or, well, actually, not two field goals. I apologize. Yeah, they missed we an missed extra point, point, which might have actually cost them the game in a weird way, yes. too. So, <laughs> um, you know, you make your. I mean, that's why they say it's what. The, I mean, it sounds funny because you all say the three phases of football, but it is that special teams is a phase. We uh, we lost the special teams part, and then there were the penalties too, man. Like a hundred, over a hundred yards in penalty yards. Now, one of them was a taunting call that was absolute horseshit. The DJ Reed one. The DJ. Oh Reed my one. fucking yeah. god! Yeah. And one was a roughing the passer, which actually ended up. Uh, costing them the game in a weird way, right? I mean, that roughing the passer really did cost them the game. Um, and, it, and it wasn't roughing the passer. It was really That's a what I'm saying. It was really a helmet-to-helmet maybe by Jamal Adams, right? But... So that's 30 penalty yards yeah, right there. I mean, the, and then there was the Jordan Brooks or... Uh, no, it ended up being Gabe Jackson. They asked Gabe Jackson? Yeah. Oh, okay. Gabe Jackson. He uh, pushed a guy laid out of bounds. DK had a personal foul as well. Oh, yeah, DK. So a lot, a lot <laughs> of avoidable penalties if you really think about it. Like, I hate the taunting rule. It's, a, it's bullshit. Like, like, but now I guess you have to know as a defender. I'm not saying he made any mistake. Don't get me wrong. But now you have to know as a defender. If you don't, just don't look at the receiver after an incomplete pass. <laughs> or, or they're going to call a penalty this year. Like, yep. it's so stupid, but uh, that's the rule. Unfortunately, it's the rule. Same it's a bad that. rule, though. It's a horrible rule. It's I, a fucking shitty rule. I agree with it when it comes to, like, if you hit the guy and you stand on top of him and flex yeah. on him, whatever. But 
in this situation, he got up excited, kind of did like a let's fucking go yeah. while hopping around. It wasn't like he was standing over him. No, no. Uh, so I really hate that call. And I also hate the roughing the passer or helmet to helmet on Jamal Adams. Like, I want to mention that because I, I'm, I'm, we're getting to a point where there's certain things in the NFL, and they have this problem in college of targeting mm-hmm. where it's like, some of these hits are unavoidable. When the quarterback ducks his head or when right. you're running full speed at – these guys are running at like 20 miles per hour like freaking cars. Right. That's how fast they run. The, a half a second, is, there's sometimes not enough time for, the, uh, for a guy to like stop fully and miss hitting a quarterback. Yeah, especially the helmet-to-helmet thing is so hard to police. Like in general, I, it just sucks, man. Like I don't know what else to say. But, you know, it's, it's, it's Seahawks team that constantly under the Pete Carroll era – Leads that among the lead leaders in penalties and penalty yards, and really today the penalty and penalty yards might have cost us the game. Uh, unfortunately, though, because I really don't think that was a helmet to helmet. It kept their drive alive, and uh, they went in and tied the game. Yeah, and and the taunting was a big part, a big third down earlier in the game. As yeah, well. but, they, but they ended up turning over the ball. Remember, they, they uh, missed the field goal. Yeah, that's true. But still, I mean, no, no, they, I totally agree. That, that's you get the ball three minutes. There's different mo- uh, momentum things. I will mention, by the way, I don't want to come across just as homers because the officiating was questionable in many different aspects. Mm-hmm. The Julio Jones thing, I think he was kind of out, but at the same time, I don't know if there was enough evidence. Um, we were, we, I don't know. I just feel like we were given a few. Our, we were given a first down once that they didn't challenge. It yes. was pretty bad. Um, just a couple different things. Uh, the officiating, I think they even said it in the broadcast. It's not a homer away broadcast, just the CBS. They said. The officiating was, uh, let's say, inconsistent on both ends. Yeah, and I had no problem with the officiating as far as like what you said there, on both ends, right? I yeah. didn't feel like it, I, I think we just have to be more buttoned up and not have so many penalties. Yeah, with exception of the taunting. Uh, yes, stupid. that was so stupid. That one was dumb. But like the Jamal Adams one also is tough, but it is the rule, yeah. so it's like, can't do anything. The taunting one's like, I'm pretty sure he basically followed the rules. He didn't get on top of him and fucking... Nah. He just got up and said, let's go. So, But it was questionable in many ways. But that's what bothers me the most, George, is that we're not talking about a team that just lost a game, right? We talked about it being a 24-9 blown lead. But we aren't mentioning the fact that we were given, like, an extra first down, uh, like, handed to us by the refs. We were – the, the uh, there was a missed field goal by the Titans. Mm-hmm. We were given no touchdown on that Julio Jones touchdown. We really might have, maybe we didn't even, maybe we weren't even in this game the way we were. Right. Um, so not only did we blow the lead, but we were also like, you know, there's a weird part of being a Seahawks fan that I think you only a Seahawks fan would understand this if you watch every single game like standalone, not just on Red Zone or something. Mm-hmm is our games are obviously causing a lot of heart attacks. They do a lot of, uh, what's it called? Like, a lot of, like, blood pressure yes, rising. Uh, yes, you, you, you definitely get a little bit of an adrenaline rush yes. from the Seahawks game. But you also know that we, ha- we tend to have some bit of luck. A lot of weird little things happen, like missed field goals and the Julio Jones thing and fail Mary and, like, mm-hmm. all these things. I think we were handed some of that really good luck today, like the little things going our oh, way. absolutely. And then... Then I don't know. I, well, what happened to Russell Wilson in the last couple of drives? What happened to... Oh, sorry. The game also didn't end on what probably Could've was a safety. safety. That was another one. Um, or an intentional grounding in the end zone. So, like... But what happened? Like, where this offense was, magn- like, amazing. Like, uh, huge touchdowns by Tyler Lockett and Freddie Swain. Um, 
and the defense kind of just collapsed. Henry was like awful in the first half yeah. and then just became a beast. And I, I just can't understand what happened. Chris Carson had 32 yards while we watched Derrick Henry have like 200 all-purpose yards. Yeah, and this is a Tennessee Titans team that last week couldn't move the ball against the Cardinals, nor could they stop the Cardinals. So it was kind of weird. The second half was a completely different team than we saw last week. Completely. Yeah, that, there's definitely some concern in that as well as watching the Cardinals absolutely fucking dominate mm-hmm. the Titans. And then we, at home, home opener, haven't lost home opener in, what, 12 years, yeah. 13 years? Since 2009. Uh, I think it's, they said 13 years, so I think it's like the, maybe it's 2008, 2009 yeah. season. Maybe it's, I don't know what how the numbers line up exactly, but I think they said 13 years. Or maybe they were saying it would, would be 13. I don't know, but... We rarely lose home openers. We, we rarely, rarely lose at lead. home. Yeah, we, <laughs> and, and the lead was 24 to 9 at half. You had one more half of football to go with a 15-point lead. And, and so it, it's tough. I don't know. That's, I, I think we kind of broke down a lot of the main parts there, which is it's, the Derrick Henry stuff was embarrassing in the second half, but it is Derrick Henry. And the penalties, George, I think you brought up a great point that I, you know, I was thinking a lot about oh – <laughs> We're watching the Monday Night Football game. It was almost a crazy Sunday point. night. Sunday yeah. night. Sorry, uh, the like it was so. I don't even know how to explain it. The, there was so much good in the first half and so much excitement, just to end up being a game that was an absolute like choke job. Like yeah, I don't know choked. what else to say than it was a choke job. It is a choke job. I'm glad it was week two though, because there's like what now 15 more weeks of football left. Um, yeah, 15, right? There's 15 weeks of football mm-hmm. with a bye week, so 14 more games. Man, this is hard right now with the 17 games. I'm like, yeah, we have 15 more games to go. Um, and I think in general, I'm glad this happened in September and we have a lot of time to fix a lot of the issues that rose from this game. We just have a lot of time now. Yeah, uh, we do have a lot of time. But let's see, man. I think this is going to be tough. I, I don't. I'm not... I'm really not happy about what happened just based on so many things. I mean, the run game, like I told you, 35 rushes for 182 yards for Henry, 13 rushes for 31 yards for Chris Carson. That's a little unacceptable. Um, I, I don't know. It's It was just a, I guess, quite the disappointing result. And I think the last key part that we wanted to talk about on our week two of uh, not as exciting couch talk is <laughs> not as not as uh, happy, not as happy or enthusiastic. But I remember I like to keep the optimism. I said at the start, I at like least, that. At least it's just Derrick Henry, and at least we have to pl- we get to play our division. It's not that we have to; we get to play our division and make up ground or lose ground throughout the throughout the year. But you know what the truth is, George? What's Unfortunately, that? Unfortunately, is that at one and one. We are in last place in the NFC West with three other teams not only playing really well, but undefeated football at 2-0. So that's a tough one. I, I totally agree. And I'm just like going through Twitter seeing you know, people's reactions. People are not happy. And it seems like I saw uh, someone say that in general they blame this game more on the offense and the defense. I, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on this. And there's a poll out. I forget who tweeted it, and most people tend to agree with that. I don't personally, um, but um, what's what's your thought? Man, I would probably. I don't know. Uh, 
I'd probably most likely say the offense. Okay, that's interesting. So you you, you go with that too. Um, and I, the, I guess the reason why is as bad as the defense was by giving up, what's that, 9-33 to 33 is 24 points in the mm-hmm. second half. I mean, we, we, we scored six. I mean, like uh, all we needed was to score – Seven or eight or nine points in the and second half, we win. win. Yeah. Um, and then you don't. The defense, the defense got worn out because of the continual three and outs the offense was experiencing. Remember when the Seahawks offense was rolling and kept the ball on the field in the first half? Derrick Henry they didn't have time to let Derrick Henry run the ball twenty times because they were down. Correct. They were scoring and they were down. But every three and out in that fourth quarter was just the Seahawks defense having to deal with Derrick Henry more and more and more and more. And same thing in overtime. Okay, they stopped them the first time. Yeah, fatigue. What, what more can you ask from your defense that you, you get the, the other team gets the ball first in overtime and you get a stop and your team just needs a field goal? You so that's what? where, especially overtime-wise, like, come on. You, you got the stop against Derrick Henry. has 200 rushing yards. I know. Your offense needs to get you three points there. No, totally. That's a good point. You just got... You got to stop. You got to do something with it. But we just weren't clicking in the second half, man. And I'm not like I guess if there's like a panic meter, I'm at a one out of ten. Like it's we're not going undefeated on the season. I like to get these type of losses out early. Of course, I'd rather win the game, right? Like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh yeehaw, we lost. But but like um, I mean, I don't know any scenario where you, you would say, say that. the word yeehaw, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I've known you for. Uh, 27 years, don't know any moment you've ever said the word Ziha, so I don't, I don't, I don't know what it would take. Maybe yeah. a loss to the Cowboys, or a if, win against the Cowboys? If we beat the Cow- we play the Cowboys later this year? I don't know. If we play the Cowboys later this year and they win, I'm opening up the podcast of Yeeha Amigos. Um, yeeha, why Yeeha Amigos? I don't know, just because. Okay, well, get ready to get cancelled for some reason. Um, <laughs> so now, true. I want to say that this division... Is gonna fucking kill us, but it's our own doing to either, or it's our own ability to either let it kill us or let it, you know, yeah, yeah. go five and one against these teams, and you'll probably end up somewhere in the playoffs. So, as that's why my panic button is probably at like a two. It's usually at a one after a loss, but this loss was also a little more fucking disgusting in the sense of like we were up twenty four to nine. That part yeah, yeah, that part's tough it to swallow. It takes a lot to lose a twenty four to nine league. Tough pill to swallow, man. It tough is. pill to swallow. Um, Vikings next week, right? I and mean, we'll talk more about that on our next podcast, but they're owing two too, so they're another team that's come in to play that is in a must win scenario. Yeah, it's not going to be an easy game. I mean, they took, the, they probably should have beat the Cardinals today. Yeah. They missed a game-winning field goal. Um, we play them, what, for the 96th year in a row? Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, I think now the only thing with, I think Dalvin Cook may have had a little uh, tweak of something today, but who knows that happens all the time to running back, so he'll probably be playing it. Otherwise, I would have read something by now. Uh the only big concern for me with the Vikings is it is Dalvin Cook. And if there's anybody else in the league that's like maybe somewhat similar to the fear of Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook could be close up there for his physicality and, and the way he runs the football. So um, they're in a must-win situation. You cannot start off 0-3 if you're the Vikings. Um, and Kirk Cousins can't afford that. Dalvin Cook can't afford that. Mike Zimmer can't afford that. So 
it is actually slightly concerning. Um, and I guess my biggest concern, like I said, is going to be Dalvin Cook because whatever Derrick Henry just did to us, if we're that vulnerable again, Dalvin Cook might do something similar. Yeah, and he, he returned to the game after leaving with an injury. So, so is uh, it? I say tweak something, but obviously he's fine. Oh yeah, well I and I didn't know if you knew he came back. You said tweaks. I didn't know if you thought maybe he's left the rest of the game. But yeah, he came back, so that's good for them, not us. But I don't root for injuries on anyone. That's fair. But, so no comment on Dalvin Cook. I just oh. you just said that he's playing. Well, oh, yeah, obviously he's good. Like I mean, we saw what Derrick Henry did to us. I mean. It's probably similar, right? When you have a good, you're going against a good elite running back, and you saw how he did against this elite running back. Obviously, uh, it's not it's not a good scenario for the Seahawks. My question would be, how did he do against Chandler Jones in that defensive line today? Because that's going to tell me if I'm, you know, where my panic meter is. Because if he does good against them, you already know it's probably going to. Dalvin Cook today against. Uh, Arizona Cardinals D-line, which is probably one of the best in the league, mm-hmm. uh, went 22 carries for 100 and, uh, 131 yards. Okay. So, well. um, also could be a problem next week. Yeah, let's, go, let's, get, let's get to the tackling clinic and start working on that because we're going to need it. Yeah. I mean, damn, he did almost what Derrick Henry did to the Seahawks. So let's see. As much as my – I guess my fucking optimism to start the podcast, we're not going to see Derrick Henry every week. I kind of kind of – Slipped on the fact that we also get to see Davin Cook next week, which is probably the next up guy. So, yeah. and I just saw a tweet, Sammy. You know, we'll leave it at this. You're uh, exactly what you said. NFL meme says the refs kept taking points off the scoreboard, and this, the refs kept taking Titan points off the scoreboard, and the Seahawks still couldn't win. And they have the you know the catch, no catch by Julio Jones, and the safety, safety. no safety. Of Russell Wilson. Yeah. So we had our opportunities, and as you said, we choked. Pretty badly. But it is what it is. It's one week of football, and uh, we'll be back next week against the Vikings and hopefully get the win. And everything will be back to normal in this world. Hopefully. Back, we don't back to normal. Not much normal in Seahawks life. Yeah. I mean, we've won a Super Bowl, so I'm not going to complain too much. True. <laughs> not everybody gets that. But uh, that's all we got for Couch Talk. Uh, week two Couch Talk. Hopefully next week will be a win. We're going to come back in the middle of the week. Stay tuned. Maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, somewhere in that range. Maybe talking more some storylines and what's coming next week against the Vikings. But we just wanted to get you out tonight, Sunday night. A little little podcast, a little couch talk about the Seahawks, even though it was an unfortunate loss. Absolutely. Unfortunate, but uh, we'll get them next week. Well, thanks for listening to the Sports on Tap Seattle podcast with... Me, Sammy Georgeur, and my big bro, George Georgeur. And uh, you know what we like to say. This is the Sports on Tap. And George, you know what? Cheers to Seattle. Peace. Cheers to Seattle.